Deductive Logic by George William Joseph Stock, M.A. Part 1 of Terms. Chapter 1 of the term as distinguished from other words. Number 57. The word term means a boundary. 58. The subject and predicate are the two terms or boundaries of a proposition. In a proposition, we start from a subject and end in a predicate. See numbers 182 through 184, there being nothing intermediate between the two, except the act of pronouncing as to their agreement or disagreement, which is registered externally under the sign of the copula. Thus, the subject is the terminus a quo, and the predicate is the terminus ad quem. 59. Hence, it appears that the term by its very name indicates that it is arrived at by an analysis of the proposition. It is the judgment, or proposition, that is the true unit of thought and speech. The proposition as a whole is prior in conception to the terms which are its parts, but the parts must come before the whole in the synthetic order of treatment. 60. A term is the same thing as a name or noun. 61. A name is a word or collection of words which serves as a mark to recall or transmit the idea of a thing, either in itself or through some of its attributes. 62. Nouns or names are either substantive or adjective. A noun substantive is the name of a thing in itself, that is to say, without reference to any special attribute. 63. A noun adjective is a name which we are entitled to add to a thing when we know it to possess a given attribute. 64. The verb, as such, is not recognized by logic, but is resolved into predicate and copula, that is to say, into a noun which is affirmed or denied of another, plus the sign of that affirmation or denial. The kettle boils is logically equivalent to the kettle is boiling though it is by no means necessary to express the proposition in the latter shape. Here we see that boils is equivalent to the noun boiling together with the copula is, which declares its agreement with the noun kettle. Boiling here is a noun adjective, which we are entitled to add to kettle in virtue of certain knowledge which we have about the latter. Being a verbal noun, it is called in grammar a participle, rather than a mere adjective. The word attributive in logic embraces both the adjective and the participle of grammar. 65. In grammar, every noun is a separate word, but to logic, which is concerned with the thought rather than with the expression, it is indifferent whether a noun or term consists of one word or many. The latter are known as many-worded names. In the following passage taken at random from Butler's Analogy, Quote, these several observations concerning the active principle of virtue and obedience to God's commands are applicable to passive submission or resignation to his will. End of quote. We find the subject consisting of 14 words and the predicate of nine. It is the exception rather than the rule to find a predicate which consists of a single word. Many worded names in English often consist of clauses introduced by the conjunction that, as that letters should be written in strict conformity with nature is true, often also of a grammatical subject 
with one or more dependent clauses attached to it, as he who fights and runs away will live to fight another day. 66. Every term, then, is not a word, since a term may consist of a collection of words. Neither is every word a term. Over, for instance, and swiftly, and generally what are called particles in grammar, do not by themselves constitute terms, though they may be employed along with other words to make up a term. 67. The notions with which thought deals involve many subtle relations, and require many nice modifications. Language has instruments, more or less perfect, whereby such relations and modifications may be expressed, but these subsidiary aids to expression do not form a notion which can either have something asserted of it, or be asserted itself of something else. 68. Hence, words are divided into three classes. 1. Categorimatic. 2. Syncategorimatic. 3. A-categorimatic. 69. A categorimatic word is one which can be used by itself as a term. 70. A syncategorimatic word is one which can help to form a term. 71. An A-categorimatic word is one which can neither form nor help to form a term. Footnote. Comparatively few of the parts of speech are categorimatic. Nouns, whether substantive or adjective, including, the, of course, pronouns and participles, are so, but only in their nominative cases, except when an oblique case is so used as to be equivalent to an attributive. Verbs are also categorimatic, but only in three of their moods, the indicative, the infinitive, and the potential. The imperative and optative moods clearly do not convey assertions at all, while the subjunctive can only figure as a subordinate member of some assertion. We may notice, too, that the relative pronoun, unlike the rest, is necessarily syncategorimatic, for the same reason as the subjunctive mood. Of the remaining parts of speech, the article, adverb, preposition, and conjunction can never be anything but syncategorimatic, while the interjection is a categorimatic, like the vocative case of nouns and the imperative and optative moods of verbs, which do not enter at all into the form of sentence known as the proposition. 72. Categorimatic literally means predicable. Horace, swift, galloping, are categorimatic. Thus, we can say the horse is swift, or the horse is a galloping. Each of these words forms a term by itself, but over and swiftly can only help to form a term as in the proposition. The horse is galloping swiftly over the plain. 73. A term, then, may be said to be a categorimatic word or collection of words, that is to say, one which can be used by itself as a predicate. 74. To entitle a word or collection of words to be called a term, it is not necessary that it should be capable of standing by itself as a subject. Many terms, which can be used as predicates, are incapable of being used as subjects, but every term which can be used as a subject, with the doubtful exception of proper names, can be used also as a predicate. The attributes swift and galloping are terms, quite as much as the subject horse. But 
they cannot themselves be used as subjects. 75. When an attributive appears to be used as a subject, it is owing to a grammatical ellipse. Thus, in Latin we say, Boni sapientes sunt, and in English, the good are wise, because it is sufficiently declared by the inflectional form in the one case, and by the usage of the language in the other, that men are signified. It is an accident of language how far adjectives can be used as subjects. They cease to be logical attributives the moment they are so used. 76. There is a sense in which every word may become categorimatic, namely, when it is used simply as a word to the neglect of its proper meaning. Thus, we can say swiftly is an adverb. Swiftly, in this sense, is really no more than the proper name for a particular word. This sense is technically known as the suppositio materialis of a word. End of chapter. Read by Leonidas, for lit to go on the web at fcit.usf.edu.